There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T, uit.com to start living yours let's get into it look man there oh i see wow oh my bowen look over there wow is that Ooh. culture oh yes goodness. Oh, wow. yeah. las culturistas ding dong las culturistas calling how is your baby my baby is strong i i read that part in avatar the way of water where kate winslet talks to the whale mm-hmm there's a subtitled portion still in papyrus. Amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. The whale asks Kate, the words are, how is your baby? Mm-hmm. I was picturing an emphasis on the word how in that way where, you know, a girl. How uh, you know, is your baby? Your, how is your baby? Like that. My baby is strong. And then I think my baby is strong <laughs> is more straightforward. It's more like my baby is strong. It's getting really strong. Oh. And then they swim together in the circle. Ugh. I really felt a sisterhood. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. <laughs> you are Kate and I'm the whale. You think so? No, I don't like that because, spoiler alert, they come I, get your yellow juice. I did not like that. Girl, my little brain juice. They got. They came and got your brain juice. They drilled a hole on the roof of my mouth. Babe. And got my brain juice. Let me tell Can you something. Can we talk about this? So the new unobtainium is that juice. <laughs> the new girl on the block is, what? what is the whales called? The Tunkun. I'm not sure. Which again I'm not sounds sure like a name about I made the terminology. Up. Well, the whales are called Tunkuns and you Tulkun. Tulkun. T-U-L-Q-U-N. And then <sighs> you gotta go get their whale juice because I I think it's anti-aging. I think it's easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Wow. It's retinol. It's, it's retinol. You know. Retinol is a yellow juice in a way. God, dare we ask a question <laughs> about where retinol comes from? Are we gonna be horrified and just dismayed by the answer it's fine it's a vitamin a derivative you don't have to get it from anywhere 
You can just make it in the lab. It's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with retinol. There's everything wrong with the what with the way that these humans. Miss Thing got her arm cut off. Spoiler yeah, alert. I loved that Remember? though. I would say that was a highlight of the movie for me. And I will say, so wait, let's just get into it. We're talking about Avatar: The Way of Water, um, a film that really took box offices, you know, by absolute storm. It was not the only movie I've seen recently. I want to get into that with you. But um, oh my god, I'm so jealous. The, the way the tides have turned but let's just first talk about avatar the way of water because this is let's just say the first episode of 2023 congrats grad congrats grad we all made it to 2023 this is our as promised our grand culture catch-up our Mm -hmm. grand culture the grand grand culture catch-up and um i think the episode title is grand culture catch-up what is the thing the two dots above each other colon 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 how is your baby yes I love that. There's much to discuss. We have so much. We have a huge announcement about the podcast theme this year as well. Yes. <laughs> lots to lots to get into. <laughs> but first, um, you know, this movie took the box office by storm, Bo, and it was Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Wow. And your review was negative. My review was negative, <laughs> and I made the mistake of writing a negative review on Letterboxd. Oh, no. And I didn't realize there are some real Cameron heads. Oh on yeah, well, a lot of environmentalists I, out there. That's what they're. That's what the James Cameron fan community calls himself, environmentalists. But <laughs> James Cameron is, in a way, the Taylor Swift of Letterboxd. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you best not. And by the way, once Miss Taylor comes out with her own feature film, as has been announced in the trades. Yes. Everybody get off Letterboxd. There's no point in staying on the app. It will be overrun. Yeah. And there's no point in leaving an honest review about any work made by anyone because the doors will have been yeah. opened. James Cameron is the Taylor Swift and the Nicki Minaj. And like, you know, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like he is inviting a troublesome discourse into that space. All I said was, you know, the movie was giving me uh, a command and conquer cutscene, which is this like old video game from Ots where there was like variable frame rate. It was like, you know, oh, the actors are in a different frame rate than the background, which is literally what this movie is innovating on, right? Like mm-hmm. all these all these movie techie... Motion capture moment. Well, they're losing their minds over variable frame rate, which personally made me a little nauseous, which I, I'm sure I did not see it at the right kind of theater with not the right kind of Dolby setup. It was not a good experience for me. Got it visually and also i'm gonna guess storytelling wise you were not like necessarily transported but you know what this movie has to make two billion dollars to break even which it's going to do they've announced which it's going to do great but for that reason the story has to be the broadest appealing thing ever made yes and so i forgive it i forgive it on a storytelling level i'm just noting it on a visual technical level it's stunning a gorgeous movie yeah i was transported mm-hmm. but i was also a little nauseated and i wish it was more like rite of passage or what, what was it flight of passage. flight of passage you wish you could ride on the back of something while you watch it was what you were saying yeah that's what i was thinking when miss marines was riding the banshee i was like I, get me back on that thing i want to go back i'm going to feel it's breathing it's it, the chest rising and falling on me below my thighs i'm going next week to disney world Oh my god, I'm so jealous. You, you 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 need you can't do this to me. Well, I mean, I so basically it's me and my sister's last <laughs> trip together before she becomes Chelsea Frazier. 
She's right now Chelsea oh my Rogers. God. But this is our last time we can like spend brother sister time together. Chelsea Frazier. I know. Isn't that wild? Chelsea so Frazier is going to be my I sister's love. name. Oh, actually, I haven't really gotten into it with her about whether she's like changing it, changing it. But like, in all intents and purposes, either way, iconic. Other way, iconic. Yeah. So we are going and I will be doing the Flight of Passage. And so because I've seen Avatar 2 The Way of Water so close together with Flight of Passage, I'll be more able to accurately compare them. But for me, I would say my review of Avatar The Way of Water was I found... I found it to be not really nauseating for me, but I did see it in IMAX 3D as as was really strongly advertised. I would mostly just say these are too long. These are too long. I actually took an intermission for myself and I did take like actually a 10 to 12 minute break in the middle. And then I found out that I had missed some crucial stuff go on in the middle with a flashback to Sigourney. I guess young Kiri, who's also played by Sigourney. This was a part of the movie I did not understand. I didn't really understand why we needed Sigourney Weaver to play a teen. Because I, because for me personally, when I was watching Miss Kiri, you know, who was a teen Navi uh, or a hybrid yeah. Navi rather or whatever the fuck. It was interesting to me and sort of took me out of it a little bit that she had a Yale educated actress's voice. <laughs> but that to me was something I could get over. But I did find out that I took a break in the middle and Sigourney sort of came back like as herself. And I guess there was like a dream sequence um, with Sigourney. Literally sister life. We, I, I think I missed this as well. Yeah. Or we could both have been there and fully watching the movie and just not remember it because it is one of those things, Bowen, where it's actually it's jaw dropping. I could not tell you what this movie was. About. No, me neither. <laughs> I, I understand the humans came back. Mama, who was in the first movie, who was evil, Colonel Fritz or whatever. Fritz, I, I, girl, I don't know yeah. his name, but uh-huh. evil man came back as a Navi, which was never good. No, we learned sacrifices of family. We had a soft launch of my of my new boyfriend, whose code name is Lenny on the podcast. Lenny, Lenny. Um, loved it, was enthralled. Lenny loved. Lenny loved. We got him a little stoned. We saw it up in San Francisco. That's endearing. So many people around us were enjoying it, Lenny included. And I would say I had a fine time. Um, but I do believe these movies are too long. And for it to take up that much space of life and for me to not really be able to say what the movie was about about is jarring to me but not unlike the first one and is that by design is it supposed to be an amnesiac sort of viewing experience there is something kind of amazing about that where if james cameron expects us to go into these movies having remembered nothing from the prior installments i think that's actually incredible i love that yeah that might be the case. Did you re-educate yourself by seeing the first no. film again? Yes. Yeah, no. I they re-released it in theaters, and actually, Sudi and I went. We went to see the first Avatar when it was re-released because we were like, okay, well, we'll definitely see the second one. Like, let's see what the hell's going on here. And yeah. then what's funny is we're going to see the movie, and I guess Lenny hadn't even seen the first one, so he turns to me and goes, "Could you tell me what happened in the first movie?" Oh and it my was sort of God. that thing where I was like, I literally was like, <laughs> of course. So, and then I started talking and I was like, oh, <laughs> wait. I was like, okay, so they go to a planet and... There's this thing there. There's this thing there. But you know what I am obsessed with? Awa. As a concept, Awa, I love that they're connected to their land and their people. That view was beautiful. What is Awa? See, this is... 
And what is Awa? See, this is this is how you know the film is a failure. You cannot be leaving Avatar two and saying what is Awa. This that is, is like that's like leaving Earth and being like, what was God again? Actually, this is my note for Avatar. In the world building of this, you need to do like Tolkien style, mm. like the made up words you remember. Yeah, you know when I say Dothraki. Yeah, yeah I know. I know those girls. Or or when I say. Urukai, when I say, you know, Nazgul, you know who those girls are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not to give Miss Joanna too much credit, but even when I say mudblood, or even when I say, you first know. First of all, I'm really jarred by the use of a slur. First slur of 2023. When you said mudblood, I heard that you said that with a hard D, and I was like, ugh. I know. But these are words that hew just closely enough to, like, let's just say, English or a romance language that Mm -hmm. you go okay I I can linguistically link that to like this abstract made up concept in this other world there is no foothold for me sonically on for any of these terms that James Cameron has made up except for unobtainium isn't that terrible Mm. and Navi Navi that's it Uh, Navi unobtainium those are the only words I know and James Cameron has to maybe try just having those two words, the, the challenge for the next movie should be no new terms, no new terms. I, I would not hold your breath. So it's no I, pun intended. I know I'm not, of course I'm not <laughs> expecting that, but I'm saying it would be so much more helpful to me as a viewer. And Got that's, it. what's important. Well, you know, this movie had many subtitles because much of the dialogue happened underwater. Did you feel that when you were watching the film, you could pinpoint the time where it was required for Kate Winslet to have held her breath underwater for seven minutes and 15 seconds? Or maybe did she ev- did she never actually need to learn how to do that? Literally, I think she did have, I think all of the actors had to learn how to do that is what we're hearing, yes. right? There was not a continuous take that was seven minutes long in mm-hmm. which Kate was underwater, but literally she was underwater having dialogue, literally acting yes. during How Is Your Baby? You know what? You're actually right. It actually was important that she learned how to hold her breath underwater for seven minutes and 15 seconds because it was the most important scene in the film where she asked the whale how or the whale asked her how her baby was. And she was how able to respond, baby? my, baby, my is baby, baby is strong. Or was it the whale that said my baby is strong? No, you know what? That's what it was. So Kate Winslet. The whale said, asks. Who, 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 no, mama. Yeah, mama. Kate, I, Kate roll Winslet, the tape. By the way, whose name is Ronal. Roll the tape. Oh, Ronal McDonald. Ronald McDonald, <laughs> the house down. Kate says to the whale, how is your baby? Because remember, the the whale has had a new baby. And the whale said, my baby is strong, which makes it even more heartbreaking when, spoiler alert, oh my the God. whale and her baby are slaughtered by the humans. I know. The humans suck. Oh, my God. But don't you also feel real, real critique? Don't you feel like maybe we we've had it with the humans? Like we get that the humans are bad. Like someone, someone, I think it was actually ContraPoints said like, so just thinking about the movie again, who was evil? Was it the men with guns who came in and snarling and said they were going to like rape the earth and like un- were unapologetic? Were they the antagonists? Just for me. And I was just <laughs> like, it is a little, and it is speaking to what you're saying about it needs to be so fucking broad and like painting big, broad brush strokes, yes. like for who's evil, who's good, etc. which I actually am okay with in a movie, especially in a movie that's for everyone. Like ostensibly this is for kids. Right. Um, and therefore but, everyone but it was 
I was wondering if it would have been more interesting if there was intraplanet conflict in, instead of like the humans are back. Like, I really don't need to see this evil guy who turned into a Navi be the villain for like all five of these movies. Like, I don't care at all. Like, I'd rather, I'd yeah. rather move on to like, you know, maybe it's like something that happens on the planet itself and there's like Navi warring between the tribes or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know if yeah. I need humans returning every movie who knows i mean maybe miss miss marine miss thing marine is gonna come back and really rally the the pandora natives and then the lines are so blurred like where does he end as a human where does he begin as a navi do you You know know what i'm saying yeah 100 percent. do you think that the third movie will take place in the sky or do you think we'll go to a different part of the world do you think it will be avatar 3 song of the skies song of the sands Song of the Sands. Oh, Avatar. Um, Days of the Desert. Days of. Oh my God! You know they announced what the what the next one was called, the Seed Bearer, which is just like Fags one. Everyone's gonna be like, I want to bear your seed. No, Girl, no. Please. You know what? Okay, can we move on? Because I assume <laughs> I assume you were alluding earlier to maybe having seen Megan. This is how you know that energetically and cosmically things are shifting in the world. Not only did I see Megan this weekend, I also finally caught Nope. Oh, great. So I've had two quote-unquote horror movies in the past couple days. Now, wow. let, me just, let me just say, we, I watched Nope, Lenny and I watched Nope, and you had seen Nope months ago. I had seen Nope when it came out by myself in Charlotte. Yes. The reason yeah. we saw Nope is because next week on the podcast, announce it, Bo. Our first guest in 2023 on Las Culturistas is the legendary Kiki Palmer. We're so excited. Kiki! Kiki Palmer! It's going to be so fun. I I guarantee a good time. She's going to be, she's she's just a perfect person. I I would die for that woman. I really would. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We were in Miami and we were watching um, just clips of her on Legendary. And like, oh. just, she, she was so good on it. And I feel like all the things she does get lost. But this is someone, and I can't wait to talk to her about this because this is actually something I'm really interested in. Like, she is, I guess, a figure in our culture that it's not even that she's saying yes to everything. It's that she is not afraid to show all parts of herself as a performer. You will see her be hosting, acting, oh. performing, producing, I'm sure. Like, doing all these things, judging. You know, like, it's, she is just so confident in herself as an as an entertainer and i can tell that for her it's about entertainment first and she wants to do what she's going to enjoy and she does enjoy all these things so she enjoys so much much no about like you know like no i really want to be taken seriously as this so i won't do this like she's not negotiating that she's doing what she knows she can be good at and have fun with and i really like that about her is that not so inspiring because i'll what I'm catching myself doing right now, especially is being like, uh, I should like pull back a little bit or, you know, make myself a little less seen or whatever. And, uh, but then you look at her and you're like, she's never been hampered by that. And she's still, oh my God, I just, I'm obsessed with her and assignment viewing for all readers, publicists, and you, my sister music video for her amazing song, hands free. She is doing choreo down. She is giving body. She is serving. She she is looking at the camera and piercing through the lens to you. You will love it. Look, 
I've known she was a star since Akila and the Bee years ago. Since and True also, Jackson VP. True Jackson VP and never forget her in Grease Live. Oh my Marty. God. When she sang Freddie, my love, she looked dead into the camera and gave that number. And I was like, I'm sorry, but that girl is here to stay. Also, never forget Hustlers. She's done so many things and we're so excited to talk to her. And I'll, I'll reserve my thoughts on Nope, which I loved, by the yes, way. Yes, yes. Um, until Excellent. we talked to her. But anyway, the other it girl of the moment is Megan. Yes. And I, y'all know, I do not do horror movies. But I said, I can't miss... It's a moment. ...a cultural phenomenon in our midst. Yeah. And so I saw Megan. Wow. Tell me what you think. Without spoiling, because my, my tragedy is that I'm in London currently, and it doesn't come out here until the 14th. Okay, well, take thee to the funnery yeah. on the 14th, and the funnery being any theater showing Megan, because Megan is... You know, it's not just like... Megan is not only about to take over... Megan is a franchise. Wow. You're going to see Megan 2, Megan's. You're going to see Megan versus Isabel so or Annabelle or whatever. You're 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 going to see Megan going forward. And I will also say as a result of watching Megan, I began a rewatch of Girls last night. Oh. Here's what I have to say. I left the movie and I turned to I think Lewis and I was like, "Is she good?" I think, I think she's, she's incredible. And then I rewatched the first because I we loved her in Get Out, but there's this narrative about her like she's just kind of like. I, did you read the Vulture piece that Rachel Handler wrote about her? I didn't read it, but um, Gawker did this like roundup of all the profiles that have been coming out about her lately, and it's like, yeah, okay, we yeah. get it. She's self aware, but she actually has navigated right. the whole nepo baby thing, maybe the best out of anybody in recent memory, where she's like, yeah. Like I definitely got girls because of my connections, yeah. but that's the reality. And but I'm still gonna work. Yeah. Like great. That's literally all we need to hear. Yeah, I would agree with you entirely. The nepo baby thing. It's when someone calls you a nepo baby and you're out there, and it just is true. I guess that's like don't be defensive about it. It's just it. You are. I mean, we know several nepo babies, and you know what ties them all together? I would say they're all really fucking talented, and it's not like. They didn't have a leg up, but what I appreciated about her response to it was like, yes, I, I benefit from nepotism. You know what I mean? Just don't be uncool about it. Don't be defensive about it. Haley Bieber wore like a t-shirt that said Nepo Baby on it the other day. And that that I feel like is, you're not, she's not being no, She's not one of the ones I'm talking about. Right. But she's, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm bringing her up as, as a sort of weird yeah. counter lateral example where it's like yeah. you're, she's not being defensive about it but she's also being smug about it in a way that I'm like that's not it that ain't it the thing about Allison is like I rewatched the pilot of girls she's so good in it her chemistry with Lena is really good yeah. and then just like I was reading this piece that Rachel did an amazing job on um, and she was talking about how you know I think because Allison is like quote unquote presenting as like a basic white girl you know what I mean and she plays that role of Marnie who is the big boss, basic, dumb white girl, uh, the millennial culture, like, really was captured in that moment. Like, she was that girl, and we all know that girl. But she, this weird thing attached to her, like, she was that person. And she was saying in the interview, like, can you imagine playing that person for that long and not being in on the joke? Like, what? That's fascinating if people think that's who I am. And I would disagree that I genuinely think you can be very totally. close to the person that you play for that long. Absolutely. Maybe that's not the case with her. But in this movie, and I like the way that she's attaching herself to these horror projects, because to me, it shows she has a sense of humor. 
Like the way that this movie starts is immediately telling the audience like, hey, this is a big fucking camp joke. You know, and which which I love. And we need more of that. Well, Matt, would you agree that horror is sort of the last genre space where you can have like interesting non pre-existing IP story? Like it's it, it really is, I think, like, unfortunately, the last sort of like zoned out area in in Hollywood where like it, it can be a new story is all I'm saying. Right. Think of the past year, like between Smile and Barbarian and like mm-hmm. X. It's like these nope. are the, nope. Like these are all these are all great films, period. Yeah. I and I would even say, like, you know, I did not see it, but obviously people with malignant people feel a franchise uh-huh, was born uh-huh. there. Um, you know, and, and I would say it is really interesting because there is not only just in you know, what audiences get from it in terms of going to the theater and having like a knee jerk response, like uh, like an actual like out loud emotional response. Like, I guess you could call you could say screaming or gasping or being scared is the same as like laughing, laughing having that yeah. involuntary like response that you get because because you really we've seen comedies have a very hard time doing that theatrically. But I think that because like you can sort of get that same the physical like conditioned response from a horror movie as you can get from a comedy you see those movies be really successful and also the crossover with comedy a lot you know yeah, what i'm saying totally. like, megan is a comedy film like i mean this is yes there are jump scares and yes there are like there are kills in the movie but megan is a comedic she is a comedic icon and like just people negotiating her and talking to her and around her. Like I was impressed the entire time there are, there is a scene where she sings titanium by Sia to the little girl, which is a moment in comedy history. I mean, it is so beyond we were screaming in the theater, not just from being scared, but from also being very tickled. And I would say, you know, 2023 comedically is off to a great start if Megan is the first comedy release of the year, which it is. <laughs> and so in that way, I can appreciate it. I'm so excited and to nope see it. And Nope was way funnier than people gave it credit for. Oh, Nope too. was so funny. But in clever ways. Oh my God, did you? I, I heard a story that Kiki gave, uh, this is not a spoiler, but Kiki gave a different version of that opening mm. monologue, the voiceover against like the horse. What a star. Thing like a different version yeah. of every single take. And I'm like, this motherfucker is so Yeah. It, she has it. She has the factor. She is oozing it. Like it is, I mean, I I turned to Lenny last night. We, when we were watching it, I turned to him and he was just like, She's a fucking superstar. I was like, down. Down. It's so it's once in a generation. You yeah. know what I mean? All I've wanted is like a leading lady who mm-hmm. also has like a really perfect side of her that is like Jack A. Harry. Like there is like very Jack A. That is like the, the beautiful thing that Kiki has. You know what it is too? It's like the fun is being followed. The fun is being followed. Oh my yeah. God. She, she's hands down my favorite host. In my time there, she is. Oh God, we we had so much fun. She loves to laugh. We love that, and then you get that sense. You know what I mean. And also, you know, like Joel had such a great time working with. Yeah, her singled, on, out. singled out on Quibi. But anyway, so much to talk to her about. But I had to. I had to just um, say that. Yeah, I agree with you. It feels like the horror space. There is something about that shared experience of the theater that is not replicable at home whereas with comedies like you kind of can replicate that experience at home 
You know what I yes. mean? Yes. And with with horror, it's like people can already anticipate the turns if it's an existing IP. Does that make sense? Right. Like it benefits from being surprising. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it's like, it makes more sense to like have these stories be things that people haven't seen before or don't know about. Yes. And also I think the thing specifically with Megan is she is a direct response to like what it seems like the zeitgeist craves right now, which is she is a meme. You know what I mean? She is a walking meme. It is like, it is, it is so stupid when you see her every single time. You you literally could <laughs> laugh every single time she appears on screen. And the way they style her and sometimes the way that like she just like shifts her eyes in a certain way, like it is a fully realized it's a really well done movie. And yeah, kudos to yeah. everyone that was involved. I mean, because it wasn't too long. It was really fun. It was scary. It was fucking laugh out loud funny. If I have one note for it, and I won't get too into it because you haven't seen it yet, but they sort of set up a final set piece that we don't see. Oh, okay. And I'll, I'll ruin it, but like, spoiler alert, not really though. Like, this isn't about any character's fate. Um, I would say there's supposed to be like a big expo at the end where a lot of people come see a demonstration of Megan and we don't see that. <laughs> and I was, I, I just really wish we had seen that oh. because like her wreaking havoc on a ton of people would have been really fun. But instead we get a very classic, like final showdown between the girls, which yeah, we love. Yeah. and Allison definitely carried. I mean, look, I loved her in get out. Didn't see that movie, The Perfection, but I heard it was good. If she's carving herself out in this horror niche, I say you go girl. Yeah, love it, love it, love her. And I fucking love Marnie. <laughs> I love Panic Marnie. in Central Parks, one of the best episodes of television. Period. Period. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Coach family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Speaking of monsters, uh-huh. did you get to experience the premiere of Drag Race? I <laughs> Speaking of monsters, um, I did. Yeah, those drag queens are monsters, honey. <laughs> You can't say that in 2023. Room full of monsters and it makes people want to scream. <laughs> um, I did. I did. You know, I, I enjoyed it. It is overwhelming the amount, just on a volume level, the amount of girls. But it is because I guess Viacom is ordering a really, really exorbitant amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have 16 Queens. Um, I think, yeah, I can't tell. I was thinking about whether or not it is intentional on the show's part to immediately redeem sugar and spice. So that by the end of the episode, like everyone's on the same page for the most part, everyone's like, Oh no, actually they're fine. You know, I think it is a way for them to justify them being there yes. for them to immediately have a narrative. Actually, they're not that bad. I mean, literally what the show is telling the audience is actually, they're not that bad. Give like, like, Give them like a chance. really stick with them. And I'm watching it being like, you know, we haven't actually seen them tested for right, real. Like right. We've seen them do a number that they've rehearsed a long time. And I would, I would give that they are better than I think would imagine that they would be based on never performing, which is the narrative we're also being told, which maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, their runways looked great. I mean, for, for Queens that barely had their wigs on before the runway started, they certainly looked good. Oh, sure. But I just don't know how much of, I don't know how much of it I trust as fact, because I know it's a produced reality yes. show, but like, sure. Like, I mean, the show definitely succeeded in, you know, telegraphing to the audience, capital T, capital A, that they deserve to be there. Yes. Um, and we'll see how far it goes. We'll see how far it goes. Um, interesting way to split the premiere. I kind of liked that you sort mm-hmm. of had the second half come in halfway through. I liked it too. I thought that was good. I was really surprised. A surprise. Raw deal that the um, second group of queens did not get to meet Ariana in the workroom. But, oh well. That's true. And I wonder, was that Ariana's idea? Did you did you ask her? I did not ask her. No, it wasn't. I, I did not ask. So it might have been, it might not have been. Maybe they just had, they were like, Vivacious is around. Like, Ariana, <laughs> do you want to do this, this silly thing? But Ariana is excited. Sasha Colby for me is the number one. Yeah. I mean, Sasha Colby is, she came out and I was like, well, that's the winner right yeah. there. I, if I have anything to say about it. I mean, that's just like the type of queen I want to see on the show. But also Anitra. I mean, I was really surprised. I thought that was a well-deserved win. Loved that. Loved the kicking, the, the like karate so kicking of fun. those things. I loved it. Walked that fucking duck. I, I mean, that was, to me, it was funny. It was surprising. I was screaming. Uh-huh. It was stunts. I loved it. And she looked good. It was giving like, detox if she could flip upside down 
detox if she could flip upside down, if she could fully roundhouse kick a piece of wood. Yeah. It was so crazy. (laughs) I was like... It was so completely insane. Oh, my God. And you know what? I thought it was a great look. I watched that lip sync twice because I think Amethyst has something. You know what? Yes. When that started, I thought, oh, Irene Dubois is going to like wipe the floor with Amethyst because I feel like we had seen what we needed to see with Amethyst. But then I'm watching it and I was like, you know what? Amethyst wants it more. And I'm sorry, like maybe she got nervous or something or it was just a flop. But for Irene Dubois to come out with that talent of I'm going to pour a glass of water, it just felt like Rue from what I can gauge, might feel a little insulted by that. Like, oh, yeah. really? You thought that this flop joke you were going to make about not trying, like the anti-comedy of it all, like you were going to come in here with that and I was going to be impressed with it and the audience is going to be impressed with it. I think even if Irene had turned the lip sync harder, like Rue watched that talent and was like done with it. Like, don't waste my time. That feels like the number one thing with Rue. Yeah. It's like... I understand like not everyone shares a sense of humor and a sensibility, but you can come in here with that fucking bit, which is anti-comedy. Anti-comedy is not going to work on Drag Race. No, because there were multiple references to Willow's talent last season. And I think some of these girls are confusing something silly to be avant-garde. Yeah. Like they think like Willow doing like the spaghetti into the toaster into the bathtub is like the same thing as like Sasha Sasha doing the the rose petals. They think that's the bar, but it's like no, like that's Willow's bar. That's not your bar. And I think maybe Irene was trying to like do her version of that. Maybe that's my guess. You get the sense that like the way she puts her looks together, she certainly cares. You know what totally. I mean? Like she's a really put together like and she came into the workroom first i mean i think that they they certainly were assuming more right from that queen right but for that to be what she did it's like i i kept waiting for like something else to happen like oh she'll do this water bit and then it will transition into yeah, a number me too. because it can't just be this and when it was just this it was just like oh comedically you just don't have taste well sure i think it's interesting. I was telling Joel, it's funny to me that the themes this season are TikTok and Connecticut. Like, this is very... Really weird. <laughs> very weird, but very interesting. We'll see. I'm the excited. The amount of Connecticut queens who are like, what exactly is going yeah. on? Like, not dragging. I'm just saying, like, all the Connecticut queens were like, fine. You know what I mean? Like oh, they, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I wouldn't watch a single one of them, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, th- there's something happening in Connecticut. All the queens, I was just like, oh, it feels like this is, like, the season 15 casting. You know what I mean? Like, right. we're, we're officially, like, you know, yeah, looking for them. No matter how this season turns out, like, no matter what our assessment of the season is once it's done, I think this will have a very similar legacy to season seven where seven was the first Mm. season that acknowledged Instagram Queens. I think this is the first season that's actually like fully embracing the idea that like, no, like drag Queens are on TikTok now. Like, yeah. And I do appreciate there being one little mirror moment in the workroom. Um, where the girls were like, yeah, I mean, like, we can't get into clubs. So, like, the, the way we learned drag was through social media. Yes. Like, that makes total sense. Totally makes sense. It does. And also, I think that, like, the old narrative of, like, a queen might maybe having to look over their shoulder and be like, I don't respect her about a younger queen who, like, starts online. Like, in an era of the pandemic, when literally those spaces were not there for young queens to develop, they had 
social media and they had the show to influence them. Like you can't really be mad about someone never having performed when they were 18 or 17, when the pandemic started. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe only found themselves in their, their identity around that time or just before that time, or even after that time, and then discovered that they have a talent with makeup or performance online. And then they, this is the way they find themselves on the show. I mean, like you can't really be superior in that sense anymore. That being said, am I always going to gravitate more towards a queen that is clearly cultivated a live talent and uh-huh. a persona that's like uh, historically like a drag queen, someone that you could, you could watch in the club, like, you know, carry a whole night. Uh-huh. Yes. That is going to be more what I want to see, but you can't look down your nose at these no. young queens no. anymore. No, Exactly. And I think this is good. We should all embrace that change. Gosh, Jax was amazing. I, I The ju- jumping rope with her hair is incredible. I loved that. That was incredible. Jax, to me, is an example of incredible talent. The aesthetic is bad. Mm. Mm-hmm. The aesthetic is is capital B bad. Uh, sure. It was it was a weak runway. I don't know what was happening. It was a weak runway, runway overall. Oh, you felt overall? Overall, because the theme was so open-ended that it's like you can literally do anything you yeah. want. Like show sh- show us the essence of you, and I and nothing really sticks out. I mean, yeah, who is she? Ironically, Irene's look was pretty memorable. It was, and and the twins. I liked the twins. The twins looked good. I mean, they definitely looked good. It, uh, Michelle dragging them for, in, for the Long Island of it all was so funny to me. When she was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go yeah. to the Roosevelt Field Mall. <laughs> like, I mean, like she literally was like, she Googled her Long Island specifics and was dead on with every single one of them. We were screaming. Are they I from Long like, Island? Wow, she really <laughs> Are the twins from yes. Long Island? Oh, that's They're funny. They're from Long Island. And then I think they moved to LA. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> when they said they were originally from Long Island, I lowered my head in prayer. I was like, oh God, the Long Island jokes that we're going to hear. Then I found out though, they went to West Babylon High School. Oh my God. Which is where I would have gone. Right next to like, you. Had, had my parents not moved. Literally. Like I, I was in the West Babylon school district. Yeah. That's like an interesting little connection. You think they were like, oh my God, Matt Rodders from Islip went to NYU and now he's on Showtime. <laughs> And now he's on Showtime. Um, what I would say is that their parents definitely live or like right near my parents. Yeah. My parents live in West Babylon currently. Uh-huh. So that was like, I was like, oh, are they from West Babylon? And then it all kind of made sense. I was Love like, it. and then to be honest with you, I was like, well, that's kind of nice that people can be that gay now. Totally. And, and that, you know part, what I mean? Like those yeah. twinks are gay. <laughs> but they, those twinks grew up in like, you know, a working class part of Long Island. Oh, Absolutely. And yeah, like, no, I mean, know, for sure. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, that's one cool thing about like having queens from different parts of the country that are not just like, yeah, I've been in LA for years or I've been da, da, da. like, you know, um, I think Miss Malaysia Baby Doll Fox is from Houston. Uh-huh. There was the first queen that's ever from Miami. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And I will say we were in Miami for New Year's and those queens at Drag Brunch were crushing. Those were some stellar queens. Yeah. Some pretty, some pretty great. Yeah, queens. and so when when they were like, um, I'm the first uh, Miami queen, and the the one queen was like, oh, Miami has some of the best drag. It's crazy that there's not been a drag queen from Miami. I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, that is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. I I totally agree with you about that sort of um geographical variance where like Willow winning was kind of a huge deal. I mean, Will, Willow and mm. Ivy both being from Denver, 
not since like Nina Flowers. It was like a pretty like big gap there for a while for Denver Drag, and I feel like it's like a yeah. fun, fun, fun scene for sure. Oh, I took you. I took Matt mm. to Charlie's, by the way. We had so much fun at Charlie's. Yeah, it was, that was great. Fun. It was a fun yeah. time. You really stole the show. I didn't know such thing. Bowen came out at my Denver show and stole the that show. That was Matt's show through and through. Oh my god, I was. I took so many pictures from backstage. I was so. I'll say it again. I mean, just so inspiring, so beautiful, Matt. I'm so so proud of you truly oh well quickly wanted to talk about the miley dolly new year special which we were at yes duh i i can't wait to talk about it that was so much fun and so many happenings and spotting a lot of things a lot of things happened so let's i haven't even really sorted through my experience my memories with it so we get there let's do it we get there and we check in and then on the paper i see in big letters paris hilton I go, oh, Paris is here. I wonder what she could be doing. And then I had heard that she'd re-release Stars Are Blind. I was like, oh, is she maybe going to sing Stars Are Blind? Yes. That would be fun. And I was like, I did not not connect the dots to be like, oh, she's going to do it with either Miley or Dolly. And we get there literally right on time. We get there and like, we do a quick little step and repeat moment. Um, They do a quick little bumper with the whole group. It was me, you, Patrick, Pat Regan, Jordan Ardino. Who else? Nico was there. there. And then we basically get to this area, order some drinks, and then the show starts. And then literally, I tap you on the shoulder. I go, Ascala's behind us. Literally, (laughs) Ascala was... There, I turn around and lo and behold, it was Ascala. <sighs> and we find out that Ascala's husband, Dre, is Lado's manager or like uh-huh. tour manager or something. Uh-huh. Like works on Lado's team. And uh-huh. Lado had just performed, <laughs> which was also amazing. Uh-huh. She was <laughs> and awesome. Then we turn around and Ascala is going off and we go over to her immediately and we are just like, Ascala, we are your big fans, etc. She was so nice. We took a picture so of her. So nice. We're like, you always turn the fashion. And she goes, well, how did I do tonight? And then when she looks down and gives a twirl, we were like, she looks absolutely stunning. Gorgeous. We took a little video, sent it to Candace Dillard Bassett. Shout out to my girl. Um, who continues to be the star of Potomac. I mean, absolutely. it's just such a circus Sesame Sesame Street is one of the, the highlights of the year. Sesame Street. I do not recognize Sesame Street characters. You need to go learn your numbers. Go learn your letters. Go read a book to a child. <laughs> she said she started with count, count some letters, count some numbers. Go read a book to a child. <laughs> go read a book to a child. I do not recognize Sesame Street characters. And then I we have to we have to shout out at Drunk Drawn, incredible illustrations of uh, Housewives moments. Did an incredible. <laughs> Incredible long form caption about Deborah. On Deborah. It truly, I mean, wait, I have to read it. it this is, po- I sent it to you and we both <laughs> laughed our asses off. I have to read Matt, do you mind? I think, I think, While I think Bowen it does. Everyone is it. finding this. Ascala, we love you. You were a joy. It was meeting you was the highlight. And then we also literally took a picture with Marissa Tomei. Incredible. And for that to be the last photo of that year. Just like as if there needed to be one more like closing the loop moment for Marissa Tomei to be at that party so randomly and us get a photo with her and get to connect with her over the fire island of it all. That was surreal. That was when we knew the year could end. Yeah. Period. It, it had to because it, it really was a little too on the nose. 
With an hour left to go in the night, we meet Marissa Tomei and got a picture with her. Incredible. She was so sweet. Okay, can I read this caption? Yes. This is from At Drunk Drawn on Deborah. This is now a Deborah the Dick Magnet stan account. Oh, child, I'm buzzing. D is for Deborah. Who knew 2023 would start off with such a bang? When I turned on the telly last night and saw a figure as tall as Big Bird, as fluffy as Mr. Snuffleupagus, as silly as Elmo, and had the eyebrows of Oscar the Grouch, it was love. I'm in love, y'all. I levitated like that ginger in Stranger Things. I'm running up that hill to you, Deborah. You see, dear reader, wow. Growing up, Sesame Street was my jam. Those are my creatures. You see? You see? Those are my creatures. Rule of culture number 90. Those are my creatures. Okay. Oh, this is this is amazing. Those are my creatures. Next next sentence. I'm an Ernie. Moving on. Something arose in me when I saw Deborah. Am I furry? So Deborah, baby girl, I see you. I believe you. I feel you. I love you. I believe you. I believe you. And to the Deborah haters, you're just jealous that your hair doesn't look like Beyonce's hair with the fan, have eyebrows like Peter Gallagher, <laughs> and the charisma of the Fruit Loops bird. Period. Dot. Step off. In the beginning of the season, when Deborah walked into Karen's spring fling kickoff celebration of life taco party event, her sexuality filled the space. She couldn't help it, people. <laughs> Men can't control themselves around the D. They transform into <laughs> 90s teenage boys meeting Pamela Anderson. It's like that, y'all. It's primal. Men get insta boners when they see Deborah, aka Nature's Viagra. Okay, and there's there's just so much. It's poetry. So funny. <laughs> Wow. Candace, shout out to Candace. Shout out to Candace who gave us that. <laughs> and I would say that was a highlight of the season. And thank God, because Housewives as a whole has been a little fucking dreary, babe. Like Salt Lake, I, I actually stopped watching. Um, I can't stand the show. And Miami, thank God for it. Thank God for Miami. And I am so late to it, but I am catching up up i'm making up for lost time oh miami's good miami is in the top spot right now incredible i mean i did see some uh, you know some bravo account uh, a bravo fan account do a meme of like what is bravo worthy is miami what's peacock worthy is salt lake and it's not not no like you know um no yeah 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 not no but yeah there's also big news i mean like Den Shaw. So should we get into it? Six and a half years in the can, five years supervised release. And someone said that we actually called this. Someone said we said this is the amount of time she would get, which roll the tape. But I, I didn't know that we called that. But That's shocking. I remember like I-, I went online after that was announced and people were upset that she didn't get more time. But like Six and a half years and five years supervised release, like that's pretty much around what they were saying. It's not surprising at all. Six and a half years, um, you know, federal judges sort of, sort of across the bench are relatively more lenient on white collar crime. That's that's one thing. Mm. Secondly, she's agreeing to pay full restitution. That's yeah. another thing. And, the, and then the other thing is for these kinds of crimes, uh, apparently commonly you only serve 85% of that. So doing the math, 78 months, mm. 85% of that is... Um, 66 66 so that's that is yeah that is literally five and a half that takes a year off so you know i mean she's missing a lot of moments she's missing a lot of stuff at home yeah it's wild i mean like i don't know what there is to say really like at the end of the day there is a family that's being broken but there are also 
thousands of lives that are also broken in the wake of it. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's just sad. It's really rough. And I think that they were taking into account during the sentencing that she she claims to have like mental health concerns that contributed to her state of mind when she committed the crimes, which feels like a lawyer's you know excuse that they gave her. But also, you know, she does have the young children. So if she wasn't sentenced to like fucking 12 years hard time, that might be why. I don't really know how any of it works. But yeah, she's officially going to a prison for a long time. There is... Also a thing to be said about if you agree to counseling for a mental health issue while you're in prison, mm. that also helps lower the, the amount of time you serve. Yeah. So that could be part of it too, where she, you know, probably her team was like, let's just say you were going through something, which, you know, I'm sure she was, but the judge literally was yeah, no nonsense. It's like, well, this happened before you were on the show. So you can't blame the show for like mm-hmm. amplifying these issues. And it's hard for us to like, confirm whether or not you were going through something at the time mm-hmm. he like pulled up the text he like referenced the text messages where she was like gleefully being like lol yeah you're you know get her to stop crying talking about like an elderly woman calling concerned yeah it's evil i mean her her behavior was evil and the thing is like with like a mental health like excuse like for example like a plea of insanity or whatever not that that's what this was but like it's like anyone that does anything like morally corrupt or wrong like anyone could use that excuse you know what i mean like if there's if you kill someone like there's something wrong with you and like i guess it just depends like whether or not like your lawyer wants to decide you plea insanity or not right like you're you're, but it's it seems to me like how exactly do you do you decide who gets away with that or like who's the expert that comes in and decides someone actually is disturbed enough and therefore it like yeah changes their reasoning or motivation to do something evil like this like it feels a cop outish to me sure but you know like i said I, I have no idea how any of this works for but for her to be like oh my mental health it's like well yeah we've all seen the show we know that yeah and i have also heard from people that have worked around her that she is unwell Like, she is the kind of person that's like, if you do this, I'm going to kill myself. Uh Like, if you uh do this, I'm going to do... Like, she is someone who is constantly weaponizing, like, her own sanity Uh or lack thereof to, like, harm others and, like, get in other people's way and and, and get in other people's heads about, like, how they're responsible for her, which is, like, you know, she clearly needs a lot of help. And so maybe there was some assessment of that that went into the sentencing. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how it works, but like it was really interesting that she made a point of saying all that when she spoke to the judge. And she also deliberately went out of her way to address her youngest child and Mm. not all of her children, which to me was trying to signal to the judge, like, please be lenient in my sense of sentencing so I can still experience life with my youngest child. You know what I mean? Like it it seemed to me like tactical, like, of course, yes, I'm not going to say no part of it was emotional or honest or true, but there was a lot of tactical shit going on there till the very end Mm -hmm. to try to like get the sentencing down, which of course that's the lawyer's job. And I guess her job in that moment as the defendant, but yeah, it was just very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And Lisa Rin is out. Lisa Rin is out. I, I think it's unfortunate. I really think they've lost a compelling. I mean, I, I wasn't the biggest Rinna fan, but like 
that is someone who kind of held held it together was was kind of a glue for a long time i mean rena was one of the best of all time yeah when she was good she was one of the best of all time she gave us so many television moments and i don't think it's over no. you know i think she comes back in a few years i think we see her on an ultimate girl's trip i don't think lisa rena's done no you know i just think it wasn't it i don't think she's well either right now i mean she went through a trauma she's not operating from a grounded place it seems like maybe she needs to just take a fucking breath but you know as much as she was annoying on the show this last season and people haven't liked her like she fills the role of antagonist on that show she is the villain of the show and they will have to fill that spot Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. because erica I don't know how much she can do it by herself. She seems fucking tired to me. Also, who knows if she even stays? I'm sure she will because she needs a gig. Right. We'll see. Well, the thing, the interesting, not to go back to Jen, but like the interesting thing about Jen is like the judge was like, how are you going to make this money back? Like, like she's giving up six and a half million, but she also has to, part of the, the sentencing was another six and a half million had to be like paid back in restitution. And so, yeah. The judge was like, how are you going to make that money? And she goes, well, my manager is here and we're figuring it out. And then the judge, he goes, well, like, wh- how, what are you going to do? Sell merch? Like, I don't see how this is going to happen for you. And so for Erica, like, think all she has is the show. But Jen literally can't do the show unless they shoot from prison. So which they mm-hmm. which they won't do in Texas. No way. I think that the way that it was weird, weirdly working was like, all that merch that Jen was selling was literally saying like free Jen Shaw. Like it was, it was saying for, and the judge, and the judge brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess she's going to use that money that says from free Jen Shaw merch to pay back the victims of her crime. She's saying she's guilty of. <laughs> like, what? It's so <laughs> we're being sympathetic in our discussion of her as a person, but I mean, she sucks. She's awful. She's awful. And she's, I, she's awful. And she's not essential to the show by any means. Not in the way that Miriam Cosby is. She's not in the way that Lisa Barlow. She's actively. bad, bad television actively. I miss Mary so much. There are there, there are hints that she's hinting at coming back. We miss the days. <laughs> we miss the days of Mary. Truly. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night. Night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend Bowen Yang to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Just to return to the Miley Dolly of it all. Yes, yes. Speaking of iconography, if we're going to speak on Mary M. Cosby's iconography, can we just say, I feel that 2023 is going to be the year of Miley. I feel like Miley is back in a big way this year. 1,000%. am excited like her announcement about her album like endless summer i just think yes like give give us big summary la bops do for us what katie perry hasn't done in such a long time you know what i mean like let's give big hooks let's give party in the usa 14 times on an album like let's have fun because i feel like my thing with miley is because she knows how easy it is for her at any given time to be the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Like, she just, I mean, talk about star so quality. So talented. Like she is, and by the way, in person, the beauty and it factor is real. Yeah. It is wild. I mean, she is Miley Cyrus. Like she yep. is, she is really that girl. And she's an amazing live performer, live singer and host. Like, it, that was really, really a fun night, and she was holding it all together. I mean, she was doing that. Yeah, totally. Um, but with her, it's like, I often find that her experimental eras, like, even if they don't, like, necessarily pop off in terms of, like, a big mainstream success way, it's not that she's ever, like, in control of something that's gone badly. It's just that she's like, no, this is what I'm doing right now. This is the way I'm going to express myself, and don't worry about me being huge. I will be later. You know what I mean? She always knows her way back. She's on her own timeline. Yeah, she she's just on her own timeline. Yes, exactly what you said. I mean, I do maintain that Plastic Hearts, her her last album, is excellent. Love. I mean, love. M- Midnight I think Sky. Slept on it. Oh my God. So good. So good. I mean, she's she, the song High. Yes. Angels Like You. Woo. Woo. Um, she is someone who I'm gonna say, you forget that she is a Nepo baby. She's she's transcended the label and in, in, in the way that like, you know, let's say Jamie Lee Curtis has. Not 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 a great example. It's totally apples to oranges, but it's like it's like yeah. the talent is there. I do think that star quality can be inherited. Like just like you can inherit anything from like you you see Kate Hudson uh-huh. and you're like, yeah, she inherited something from Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Yes, there is yes, something yes. there that's like that makes sense, by the way. Knives out, glass onion gag very fun and very kate fun. hudson gives a kate hudson performance 
So you're saying I'm dangerous? Are you saying I'm dangerous? <laughs> so funny. That was great. Janelle, great. Janelle's great. She was great. I mean, I, I like, not that I already didn't have respect for her as an actor, but I was like, oh yeah, this is like a new layer to her. It was fun. So fun. I am on an Agatha Christie kick. Are you? And I recommend the same. I mean, you know, Aaron Jackson is like the ultimate Agatha Christie head. Yes. And it's taken me like a long time for me to finally get like, finally be like, you know what? Let me just like pick up one of these books. And it's so fun. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. It's like, it scratches the same itch that you would maybe have after watching like a Knives Out or a Glass Onion. And you go, oh, I just want like a fun, light, breezy little mystery that like kind of has all these fun little interlocking pieces to it. It's great. So fun. I'd like a romp. It's that's it's gonna give you romp and quick, quick reads. I'm reading Murder on the Links right now. It's one of her early ones, early Poirots. You know what I just bought? What? The sequel to Less. Oh my god, I've been I've been debating reading it, but I love the first book so much that I am like yeah. afraid to read the sequel. Lenny and I were in the bookstore. I went up and I handed the book to the girl, and she goes, Oh yeah, this is good. It's not as good as the first one. Uh uh-huh. and I was just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> she was like, oh, but it's still good. I think she realized like I was purchasing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, it's still good though. It's still good. You'll like it. You'll like it. It's just, you know, it's, you know, what sequel is as good as the first one? And I was like, it's okay. I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> and she was like, okay. Mm, I can think of some sequels. I can think the of way of sequels. water. The way of water. And then Paris Sultan singing Stars Are Blind. I mean, God, so fun. Sarah oh. Sherman, Chloe Fineman nailing hosting duties. Loved. When Sia was like, sing Paris, and Paris is like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> sing Paris. Ooh. Well, we love it. We love it. Let's quickly, quickly, quickly make an announcement about a show that's also just been announced. The Real yes. Friends of West Hollywood. The Real Friends of West Hollywood. This podcast, Las Culturistas, is now officially identifies first and foremost as an Arfro Weho uh, recap pod. Arfro Refro Weho, um, the anagram of everyone's dreams. We are an official recap pod for the show. We will be uh, just like watching. With bated breath, episode to episode, week to week, to see what happens in the real friends of West Hollywood's lives. Dissecting these compelling characters, these amazing arcs, and really, <laughs> really getting invested. The real friends of West Hollywood. It's like, tell me you're not really friends without telling me you're not the really real friends. friends. <laughs> like, the real friends. It's so funny. I, I'm open. I, I'm not even dragging. I'm not even preemptively dragging. Like, could we? Yes. I am open to it being an entertaining watch. It's what people have wanted secretly or not so secretly for a long time. But you just realize that it's like some things are just, it's tough to get everyone on board. And I, I would say largely not that many people are on board. But we no, are. No, <laughs> no. But here's the thing. It's going to come on right after Drag Race, which and people, so are people are also upset are about. Have the TVs on? Well, people have an emotional. People are upset about it. People have an emotional connection to you know, Mean Girls, then Drag Race, then Untucked. Like that is yep. what they that they, that is what they want. That is what they're used to. And now you're getting, you know, fucking like the real friends, <laughs> the challenge into Drag Race into the real friends. Like the, it completely yeah. fucks up their cushioning, and so. I mean, let's just quickly go down the list of these people. You know, it's so funny. They, they stopped at Friends. Whatever the market research was, was like, no, Friends is actually the best 
word for this instead of like gays. I don't believe that these men are actually friends. Of course not. That's my biggest qualm of going into it as I was like, no, I don't think the six of them are actually friends. I actually kind of know that they're not. Um, I don't want to say too, too much, but like they're they're not. Uh This is a casting. And I just think they could have come to L.A., and found a group of six or seven or eight people that were actually friends and just done that. But, it, and I think that's kind of, that's maybe the first miscalculation is the, like they did not. And I don't understand how you could want to pattern this after the real housewives and not understand that housewives works better when you're watching an established group of people with history and stakes. But I digress. I think where it gets a little distorted is status. Like, I personally have no issue with Housewives franchises where I don't know any of these people, like these women going in. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so the fact that that you have Brad and Todrick and James Vaughn, like, it's like uh, Mm -hmm. people, I don't know. It's like, do they have to be people that are like mildly exposed? Like, I I agree with what you're saying. It's like, it should just be like a group of gays in West Hollywood who work different jobs let's say i don't even i don't even know like i it's 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 just it's i think not you're right. this it's not this do you know what i'm saying and i well I, I, yeah yeah you're gonna find out immediately when the conflict is like canned uh-huh. that they went ahead and cast this whereas like what excites me about like a first episode of something is like when the conflict feels really specific and small and could only be between these two people. Like if, if the conflict feels broad in the first episode, we're going to know like, Oh, they're trying too hard to make this a thing. The reason Salt Lake city took off was because smells like hospital. Literally it was like, we're off to the races Mm -hmm. and we've never let go of the rocket ship since the rocket ship race. We're off to the rocket ship races. And I feel like there is, I don't really see potential for that in this because I also don't think these are like can't be larger than life characters except for maybe Todrick. Like I said, I'm willing to be surprised. I hope it's fun and funny and I hope that like, you know, there's positive representation and I hope it's ultimately like, you know, a good compelling show. I just wonder if we've already shot ourselves in the foot by not following an authentic group of friends that the audience could discover because it's, it's like getting a coloring book and it's like half colored in, you know what I mean? It's like Ariel already has red hair. And what's coming to me is that maybe Viacom MTV was a little, freaked out by the way fire island the show was received where it literally was like a group of like just like gay men who like were friends with each other vaguely um who we didn't know going in as an audience so maybe they were like let's try to like veer the other way and so that might explain it this just kind of is my slipshod like way of justifying that yeah i think that also it's like at the very least like they got well, I don't know about everyone on this cast, but like a few of them are really talented. You know what I mean? Brad Grisky is a great stylist. I mean, Todrick, I mean, Todrick is talented. Todrick's very talented. Curtis Hamilton, very talented actor. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, like, so they got a bunch of very dynamic people to be on the cast. I guess I'm just curious to see how 
how it's going to play out because I don't know. But I know they did get some people that worked on Housewives to work on it. Like some of the producers Great. are Housewives producers. So they're going to try to make this as much in the image as they possibly can. I mean, I'm just curious. In any case, this will be um, a recap pod. A Riffo Weho recap pod. Arfro Arfo we ho, we ho. Uh, recap pod. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. I mean, and we encourage you all to watch along with us. Since we can all be, we're all starting in the same level and, you know, just, it's fun to just have conversations about this. Wouldn't you say? It's fun to have conversations. I think that's rule of culture number six. (laughs) It's It's fun fun to to have have conversations. conversations. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. It's time for I Don't Think So, Honey. This is, if you're just joining us now in 2023 in media res, uh, this is our one-minute segment that we do to rally against something in culture that deserves to be dragged. And I think there's something that's screaming out from the culture that is uh, top of my list for I Don't Think So, Honey. And okay. I'm, I'm ready. 
Okay, this is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So Honey's Time Starts Now. I Don't Think So Honey, Rolling Stone, leaving Celine Dion oh off the list of the 200 greatest singers. Fuck off. This is so shameful, and it's bitter, and it's personal. I don't know how. I don't know what the collective issue that Rolling Stone must have with Celine Dion, but to leave her even off a top 10 greatest singers list would be debatable at least. 200? Are you crazy? 30 seconds. If you pull, I don't think so, honey. If you think that you're not going to pull all of those singers and they wouldn't even say that she is one of the greatest singers of all time. Ask the list that you are in itself. For shame. This is ridiculous. 15 seconds. People people say that Mariah and Whitney cultivated the modern pop sound. Celine was right up there with it. Rolling Stone, this is terrible. Celine Dion should be in the top five. Shame on you, Rolling. You really had me fooled and you two stone death to all of them that's I don't one think minute so, honey that's beautiful matt and thank you for saying that it really and is especially shocking. not for nothing but n- now i know now, i know at a time where she is publicly suffering really weakened and suffering and so in such a such a state of depression because she can't perform you're gonna kick her while she's down now it is cruel it's incorrect and it is it feels like really tasteless to me well really tasteless for me like as soon as i heard that she wasn't on it i was like well then i'm not gonna it wasn't even that like i first of all i worship selena have worshipped her my whole life but it just makes it completely like ices that whole list out in my mind i'm like i'm not gonna read that like i can't take it seriously it's like you have to be able to like wink through it somehow and like Rob Sheffield or whoever the fuck at Rolling Stone, like the people who make these lists, the music editors there are all well and good. I just sometimes they really like to troll the way that like you and I like to with our lists. But it's like we do it in a way that's like, yeah, truly frivolous. We're and not stupid. Rolling Stone, though. We're not we're not like an actual respected publication that you should read and be like, yes, like I can take this as somehow word is bond. You know what I mean? Like. And then their stupid fucking thing that they said after. Remember, this isn't top 200 greatest voices. This is top 200 greatest singers. And no. there is talent and then there is genius. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you want to talk about technique and you want to talk about genius? You want to talk about singing? The way that Celine Dion uses her voice, the way that she uses her breath, the, her control, her access, her range. Like, are you crazy? Like, voices versus singing and that's how you're going to distinguish that's how you're going to justify leaving celine dion off i know i know it's crazy it's too much it's too much um whatever i literally having nothing to do with this list like just subscribe to rolling stone just because i'm like oh like they do good reporting um but this is this yeah this is beyond the pale okay it was completely beyond the pale though (laughs) that's what i said (laughs) Um, okay and listen so what I want to say to you right now is that it's your time for I Don't Think So Honey. Do you have something on today? I do. I do. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey. His time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey, London not embracing its pub food roots and only and everywhere you go, there's Pizza Express, there's Shake Shack, 
There's fucking like things that don't belong that, that do belong in London but aren't about London. I want mm. you know me. I love meat pies and there is mm-hmm. no good place to get meat pie in London. The worst mm. pies in London. There are no pies in London to speak Say of. That. Mrs oh, Mrs God. Lovett found dead. 30 seconds. I'm Period, I'm real. over here going it took me four different tries today, Matt. True story to order <sighs> a meat pie off of a delivery service. All I wanted oh. was a nice chicken pie because that is british it's authentic it's delicious it's comforting it's a it's a rainy day in london that's all i wanted why does it make it so hard the culturally there's so many roadblocks to having an authentic london experience london embrace your identity close down some of the pizzerias we don't need them turn them into pie shops that's one minute that's one minute you know sudi just got back from london as well after spending her new year's there and she was also in Dublin, and she reports the food is abject bad. I mean, the food is not bad in London. London has an ex- an amazing, amazing dining landscape. I'm just saying, every now and then, I want to order a pie off um, of an Specifically app. a meat pie. Yeah. A meat pie. And I'm going, why is this so hard? I, I've, I've had amazing <sighs> dining experiences in London. I just wish there was a broader range of things and use cases i want a pie i'm sure other people do too it's yeah. i want bubble and squeak i want these authentic british foods do you know what i mean mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. you know um this is what i'll say sometimes when you're in a certain environment and you're doing something like eating a meat pie in london it can recall sweeney todd and then you might lose your appetite because you look down at your pie and you think is this a human you know what i mean is this a human? Is this a cat? Is this a cockroach? It's like when you watch the movie Nope and then you get your butt ate. You're like, is the Nope monster eating my butt? That monster. I didn't like her. <laughs> when she died, though, that was a gag. Sorry, spoiler alert. When she, uh, when she blew up. Final form of that monster, I was like, oh my God. What am I looking at? It was so big, first of all. So big. I wonder if Kiki was gagged when she finally saw the movie and that's what the monster looked like. We're going to have to ask her that. We're going to have to ask her that. Kiki, go look up Kiki's Instagram or TikTok. She's talking about how she finally got clear skin. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, <laughs> We're going to have so much to discuss with her. Oh, my God. Next week, Kiki Palmer. And this is going to be a big year for Lost Culturistas guests. I think we're taking it up the next level. We're taking it up the next level. Some fun moments, and we're gonna. We're, it's gonna be balanced. It's gonna be gaggy. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna really get into it with some fun people. Last culturistas, fair and balanced. <laughs> I wonder where I've heard that before. Fair and balanced. It is 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 our is our tagline for our our new season. Fair and balanced. Should we moderate the debates whenever they happen? Should they have last? We would be debates? so good. We We'd would be, be like, so good. No, but that's not what you said. You said to her. <laughs> I think Lost Culturistas, a live experience should be like a debate show. <gasps> that's really good. You know? That's really good. We're still dealing with the repercussions of culture, which was what, seven years ago? Yeah. And there are still, there's still some, some wounds that have not been sewn shut. So we'll see. You know what, what heals wounds? Time time and that reminds me of a song it really does and we end every episode with a song if you thought i will catch you i'll be waiting waiting. time after time time. 
not a key change okay it's a modulation the other day hmm, you're off key and i was like you're just like lenny he's not just like me it's too early for that lenny and he doesn't listen to the pod anymore is what i hear but lenny i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have some words with lenny <laughs> no ah fight up <laughs> bye bye There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com.